0: This is Marshall from Oklahoma City and you're listening to Middle Age Metalheads. Backstage. On stage. The goal to achieve the perfection that is rock and roll and Bon Jovi does it. Ah!
1: Bon Jovi does it magnificently on Slippery When Wet. Available at all record explosion locations. Hello and welcome to another episode of Middle-Aged Metalheads. Tonight, we are doing a listening party for Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet. I am here with Michael Stamps. What up? David Timoney. Yeah. Uh, and myself. We are missing Colin Bosler and Scott Rudd this evening. We're sure. we The three of us are venturing into... Uh, the the pinnacle of eighties pop metal with uh, with slippery,
0: yeah, um, it's it sold twenty eight million records, so uh, that's that's got to say something positive about it. And I, and I know we have a lot of positive memories of of, of this particular record. Pro- probably at least within the year that it came out, c- certainly there was a kind of a backlash. I I still like it. I don't play it very often. I mean, when we we've tossed albums around
1: about what we want to do for our listening parties, there you know we tend to go with things that uh, that are broad based that a lot of us have memories too. And I my favorite Bon Jovi record is 7800 Fahrenheit, and I brought that up, and Dave was like, "Uh, "No." obscure <laughs> let's do slippery the people I demand I've slippery i've even heard of it so <laughs> yeah so uh, here we are uh with slippery which i don't dislike i just prefer 7800 fahrenheit
0: yeah and, and again this this is the the album that has so many sort of like quintessential 80s power sort of like you know anthems going on for them uh that it's it's it, it, it's it, whether you love or hate Bon Jovi, they they have like an undeniable influence on the whole trajectory of the, of, the, of popular culture that involves you know metal culture. Uh, whether or not they actually identified as a metal band um, might just be like a marketing scheme, but uh, they definitely you know got grouped in. Uh, you know, and they, they were able to kind of get grouped in, and also sort of like expand into a bunch of other demographics as well. Um, so we're gonna you know spend some time listening uh, to these ten tracks produced by Bruce Fairbairn back in uh, released in nineteen eighty six. David, do you have any? Th- things snide you want to just say at the outset about <laughs> 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 slippery I wood wet you I, just yeah. get all the size out at once
2: <laughs>
3: the deflation i yeah i've just never been a, a bon jovi fan uh i, I think i might have shared this before a buddy of mine grew up in the neighborhood either that he grew up in or was adjacent to his neighborhood and back when this stuff was coming out had nothing overly kind to say about the guy um i think in our older age including mr jovi's older age uh he's done a lot of good things particularly in the philly area trying to kind of dry wet his dry his hands of new jersey um uh, and be a little more of a philly guy um but uh, no i mean i remember when this record came out there was a bunch of quasi metal dudes in my high school who got some frosted ends and looked like my aunt doris and uh nice. you know i remember when the you know the, the guitar tunes this i was totally into playing guitar as were a bunch of other guys in my high school and everybody was playing the tunes on this and the, the yeah. magazines had the transcriptions of the tunes so you could learn them and yeah. i remember my big beef was that the transcription that like guitar for the practicing musician put out of wanted dead or alive was wrong. And I was going to write to them and be like, look, dude, it's wrong. Here's the right version. And I was just too busy and or lazy. at mm. whatever age I was, when, when this record came out 86. 86, 86, I was 14. I was too busy. You know, I don't know. Looking at
0: Masturbating. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: I think Fiona was in a lot of the the magazines back then. As sure. A male, as a metal yeah.
0: chick. Salita was Ford?
3: Dating, wasn't she dating Winger or something? Uh,
0: uh, sure. Yeah, let's just... <laughs> let's let's romantically link them. She was I think 17. She, I don't think I, there uh, was a Winger in 1986. Yeah, I think she was probably dating Mutt Lang there. Mutt the... yeah. uh,
1: I, I remember I mean, Slippery I being a record that I was actually anticipating.
2: There sure. wasn't a lot no, of
1: albums guess. that back then, at least, that I was like, fuck, I can't wait for this to come out. And I remember... Yeah. Being on vacation uh, with my family, we had gone to visit other family in Houston and seeing You Give Love a Bad Name come on MTV and going, dude, new Bon Jovi's coming out. Like yeah. when is this coming out? And I remember the wait being quite a while for it to come out. Like it was a bona fide number one before the album even hit the store. Yeah.
3: yeah. I remember and, and, everybody buying a
0: talk box when this record came out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they
0: didn't get one for like Frampton Comes Alive?
3: No, but you see, here's the thing that people didn't know until they spent the money. Like first of all, stores didn't carry them cuz they're like $200. They're heavy as hell. Um and they don't sell for a good reason cuz they're stupid. Right. Um it's essentially a a, a box like I don't know, like half the size of a shoebox. It's as heavy as a tank and it has a speaker in it that like you imagine, like you plug your Marshall stack into like four 12 inch speakers or eight 12 inch speakers, right. And blow like a hundred some Watts. Well this, like you click the button and instead of going into eight or more 12 inch speakers, it goes into like a three inch speaker up a tube into your mouth. So you've got like all the power of your amplifier going into your mouth, uh huh. Which is, by the way, dangerous. And then the sound has to get picked up through the microphone. So most people don't have, like, a PA in their house. So you step on it, turns off your speakers, turns on the speakers that goes into your mouth, and now you've got your amplifier coming out of your face. Wow. Um, and then you got to tape it to your microphone stand. And by the way, the tube goes in your mouth. And the tube goes down to the floor. So guess what else comes out of your mouth? Everything. Down the Mm. tube. Yikes. So then like a year later, or maybe sometimes a couple of days later when the novelty wears out, they're trying to sell a used
0: (laughs) talk box, right? Oh,
3: yeah, you can just boil the tube. No, 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 that's totally my spit. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Why Why didn't Richie just like blow in a jug or something? That would have been cool.
3: It would have been cooler. It's uh, than uh, well, pretty much it, anything he did.
0: When, when when it comes on and it reminds us of it, we'll think like, "Was this was this a good move? Throwing I, in the box I think box." The, the worst it was
3: stupid guitars with the stars on the neck.
0: <laughs> it was it was the '80s. Everybody loves stars, you know, and like we in, should, America. We should probably. We should probably yeah. <laughs> <But> so <laughs> let's now now, let's now take that you your medicine. Uh, now that you vent your, uh, your your spleen a little bit. Um, let uh, let's let's uh, let's let's do the countdown to the opening track. Let it rock. So those of you at home uh, will, I understand, be able to hear uh, the music and once it's put together in post, right? Come Correct. On. But for the rest of us here, the three of us, we're gonna count up and then on, on three, three press play. Yeah. So one. Two, three. So here is the keyboard, guitar, crescendoing, opening. I think, of I think let it's rock. just keyboard, right?
1: Is this really who the, they're showcasing? Think, like the some, first yeah to the of yeah, the... it's the third album. They're like, this is gonna be our breakthrough. And David Bryan's yeah. like, fucking, this is my yeah. time.
3: There's guitar no. in there.
1: They're like, just no. let
3: them. Just, just. Oh, no, that's that's distorted fake organ
1: that's just david bryant oh, i'm sorry and, well because he was able to open this okay. album and use right. both hands for the keyboards because he wasn't covering for tico torres or for j- alex, <laughs> alex alex <Tronson>. <laughs> like, yeah it's a they, weird opener
3: you it's, can tell like they're like this will kill it live and it's it's not like it is
1: what they opened the slippery
0: tour with yeah, i'm sure
3: why didn't yeah. you spend all that money time
0: it's not like the opening to like battery or anything it's it's okay i mean we we haven't even gotten to the point
3: like now it comes into the song if we were not under lockdown right now right yeah you wouldn't even get to the point where the band has come onto the stage yet right like, that would be it. Like, the oh, yeah. lights just get yeah, the lights up the go up when John sings.
1: And yeah, they're like, it's just like, Wait a minute, were they dark. before it's, this? No. It's lights, it's lasers, it's smoke. You might see David Bryan back there. baby. Where there's a, a curtain that says Bon Jovi, and you just see silhouettes until it drops at the end of the major keyboard jam. It's, a, it's kind of a lumbering opener. It's not amazing. It's not a terrible song.
2: It's a, I,
0: I, it's a I, little I, I, dancey. It's a little sort of like you could see like, you know, chicks and, you know, like T-tops just kind of dancing around to this. Now, if I Colin was here, and, and I will I will speak
1: the words of Colin right now, Slippery When Wet is a fun album. It's not deep. Yeah, yeah. It, It's songs about going to the shore and life on the road and girls and sunshine and this and that. that. It's, songs about music. The- yeah, I know. I mean, when you get to, to, and I don't know if it's so much about music. The video makes wanted dead or alive about being on the road more so than maybe the song.
3: But, yeah, but, but I mean, just in general, like when people
0: are talking about, like when their lyrics are, like the music is going to get in your soul and move you, and like it's just, yeah, oh shit. But up. it's, but but it, it, it is, uh, it, it is it is very much uh a, a, an album that you could consider like as a as a party album. You put it on, and this, as an album opener, "Let It Rock" is. It's not necessarily about like it, it's it's basically like just let it go. Let's it's, it's the weekend. I'm gonna start talking like. Everybody's gonna have a lot of fun. You're gonna hang out with uh, Captain Kid on Sunset. What
3: was the movie? And the what King the of Sway. Hulk
0: Hogan in like the '80s. Over the top. Over the nope. Top. Was he
3: in over the top?
0: He was in no holds bar. The arm wrestling movie. No holds. Yeah, over barred. the top.
3: It was even no holds or over the top, where like right before they went and did what they're gonna do, was like rip
2: them. Yeah.
3: You know, like, I think this song may have inspired me to talk a little more like it's a special wrestler in my day-to-day day life. <laughs> I mean
1: the podcast is gonna take a turn, but I somebody's it. like,
3: what do you what do you you know, if I'm like t- teaching a class or something, you're are like, what are you gonna do today? I'm like, I'm let it rock. Let it rock.
0: Let it rock and let it go. <laughs> it's oh, I mean. so it's...
1: Yeah. Now you slagged Richie earlier. I don't think Richie's a bad guitarist. I don't. And he's he has good background vocals as well. He's he's a good singer. He's he's an indispensable sort of like. I think he is a good good
3: fit in this band. I think he. And we've talked about this before. There are some people that if they left the band, they would do nothing else. And I believe Richie Sambora. Exhibit A:
1: Richie Sambora. He put out some solo records, but they're, yeah, I, I uh, know, like. So Actually, that first solo album of his with "Stranger in This Town," I think right, it's called yeah. something like that. Nah, it's, 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 it's not, not bad. A, it's not a matter of whether it would be any good. It. Like, it's just a matter of whether anybody would give a crap I mean, and, did, and no one did. And he yeah. and he's in Bon Jovi, which I mean, Bon Jovi. This, I was looking at this just numbers wise on Spotify earlier. "Living on a Prayer" has five hundred and fifty-one million plays on Spotify. Like, whoa, they still get 15 and a half million monthly listeners in 2020. Yeah, I think <laughs> either 2019 or 2018, Bon Jovi was the top grossing touring act of the year. Yeah, like it, it hasn't stopped. there's
3: old white wing. I mean, that's be... what
1: it's become, you know, yeah. is and they, they have sort of an alt country vibe now. There's no Richie. It's
0: not. They're, they're they're adult contemporary now and, and maybe that's well, what they and they have
3: been for quite a while he should save yeah. that so he should get rid of that soul patch for his own all
1: right here's a little song called lead, lead, lead. single for the record you can Dude. love a bad name music video directed by wayne isham yeah and and, uh, and, it,
0: and, and, you, and, you, and the point that you're making john can't go without uh, uh, emphasizing further though It it, it was probably like one of the first videos that was released like two weeks before the album came out. Yeah, and you know, this was
1: this was their swing at the bigs like this. Doc McGee started managing them when before Slippery had come out. So I mean, mentioning Wayne Isham, he had he had connected Bon Jovi with Wayne because Wayne had directed videos for Motley Crue. And apparently Motley got a little pissed. that their guy was doing videos <laughs> for Bon Jovi Oh um, well, same umbrella
0: different umbrella uh, but uh, again this this is probably just a quite nearly perfect song from this period it just it starts with the, the gang vocals goes into like uh, the, the shouting of the chorus uh, the, the solo and then verse chorus verse it's just it's yeah. infectious. There's and it. you can this see they have cover bands probably laid with across dogs. the United States. Wait, say that again, Dave. This this song alone is getting cover bands laid across the United States. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it if it's done well, and it's it's definitely done well on this record. The production is is pretty damn plush. You can hear all the guitars, all the little sort of like grace notes are just kind of like there, and it's. It, it's, it's a pretty, innoc- again, another innocuous sort of song. It's a, it's a sort of like femme fatale sort of like uh, narrative. Uh, Bear Bairn produced New Jersey as well, right? I think, yeah, that's, that's fair to say. I might have changed my go-to karaoke song. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> I which mean, which, which I th- had I previously think- been what,
3: David? Tell us. Uh, you know, before we hit the, the Smiling Moose, I would say it was Laid by James because it was the only song, for whatever reason, I knew all the words. It's a good song. <laughs> um, and there was a guy in Philly who used to do Skeletor karaoke. He was like a comedian. He would dress up as Skeletor and he would post karaoke. Okay. Um, which is pretty awesome. I think you could look it up on the internet. And he would essentially make fun of people. And somebody was doing Laid by James. And it's like, she only. She only Um, she only sings when she's on top or something and he's like stop the song (laughs) (laughs) he's like what she only sings
0: again so it's coming into like a great solo yeah and then drums gang vocals showcasing
3: tico torres
0: yeah and this this is sort of like then kind of builds a little bit
3: well
1: also that video going back to the video and launching it it kind of kind of willed them to be headliners they weren't headliner yet before this came out but if you look at that video the stage is gigantic it's got fireworks it's it's the video for a headliner before they're a headliner i don't know if it's um if it's in a politic to
3: say this but in my memory i can't remember what Tigo torres looks like and my brain has inserted razor ramon I, it's, you're not that far off right? think about so a vest that, with so no up. shirt and They're maybe like, like, a, a, like a toothpick
0: in the mouth yeah a toothpick in the mouth maybe, song, maybe, maybe my, like my, a tiger my... tooth earring right. there you go tiger well, tooth and I actually now like we, the little keyboard lead in here it's, it's actually the, a, a very dramatic song that kind of like works with uh, John's uh, his efforts to create songs that had a little bit more personality in their narratives a little more specificity to give this sort of local color of the blue-collar uh, background of New Jersey that he wanted to kind of lionize well it's,
1: it's the it's basically a New Jersey Jack and Diane it's the story yeah. of yeah, the, yeah. you know a working-class couple uh, now this song talking about karaoke and your go-to David This songs fucking hard to sing I think john bon jovi doesn't get as much credit maybe as as some other singers sing along. well <laughs> i i mean i think he's a pretty good singer and it's like if you hear other people try and sing this song it only highlights how hard it is to sing mm-hmm. especially the
0: chorus mm-hmm. well that's that's something that's that's definitely like uh assisted by a little bit of production and great background singers like uh Brian. Yeah. some really crappy keyboard playing. It's, it's it's there, it, but it it, it adds to atmosphere Sounds like a top. skating rink. So maybe just, it is kind of New Jersey. <laughs> just with yeah, but I mean there lost, were still lost. skating rinks then. <laughs> I, I, I probably heard this at Gilroy Skate. <laughs> CNN Skate Palace. <laughs> but again, just such a such a build up, such an infectious chorus. It's and and by I'm this deniable. single, they
1: were headlining. Yeah. And uh, Wayne also directed this video, which was live and has that moment when uh, when John is like on a on a cord and flies over the crowd. Oh, yeah. yeah, It's the big moment.
0: There there was also uh, a concept video that went with this, too, or like a really like a treatment. Right. That actually dramatized uh, the two young lovers. Show, I did show. not know that
3: well, that sounds terrible there were parts of or, this video I
0: I could be confusing that is there a song called so living in is. sin on New Jersey New Jersey my, my apologies I'm getting I'm getting all these great songs mixed up
2: <laughs> but uh
0: again this this is a, another song that like when you John and I we first I think one of our again one of our first big concerts and probably our first show at Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View it was uh, was when we went to uh, to this show with Cinderella. And uh, oh, that's a fucking good show. And I think it was Ron Cadell who drove us there. Maybe. And, and uh, that that was that was an experience in, all on in itself. And the, and that show was like the event. Yeah. Like, if
1: you got to go to that show, like, lucky you. Not only were tickets hard to get, and I think...
0: We played three the nights.
1: First, well, no, but not the first time they came around. They did the three nights when they came back around.
0: Okay. Well, then we... Because then we, so sli-
1: Slippery came back around.
0: That's right. They, yeah. came back with, they came back with Skid Row, maybe, at that right. point. Right, and then played for three nights. Like,
1: okay. yeah. Oh, thank mean, God there's a
0: key change. <laughs> And it just gets bigger and higher and it builds I, I, and it builds. I'm, I'm not going to knock this song. It's a fucking good song. It's oh no, it's silly. It, right? it's, it's it's a lot of genius. And again, like the the, the past two songs we listened to here were uh, probably greatly assisted by uh, Desmond Child. Yep, great uh, sort of great songwriter who. Well, and, and the
1: first time they had written with anyone outside of the band. Yeah, and, and they and, were broke when they were recording this. Apparently, I was reading they they wrote most of it in Richie's mom's basement yeah yeah, yeah. so they like, did even have- after 7800 had come out and they worked for a like, Runaway he was still doing gigs and cover bands like just to sort of make cash
0: that's that's for sure yeah it, again that's life life on the road uh, we, then we come to a fourth song filler called social disease yeah. Uh, yeah Desmond Child doesn't have his fingerprints on this and it's obviously it's, it's got like the really kind of horn kind of section thing going on there it, this sounds like it, it, it's like a song he wrote on this New Jersey. for his cover band um, so it gives you a little sort of like Clarence Clemens sort of like vibe to it
1: yeah I've, I've skipped this song hundreds of times the star sound is really nice on this
2: though
1: the production on these albums are really good Sli- I mean, that, like
2: nature.
3: that, like the yeah. chords, the chords in the in the the background riff are like the, probably the heaviest thing I've heard from him ever. Yeah, I've never heard this song before.
0: Uh, I'm gonna turn it up in a minute, so I can check it
2: out. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's a rocker, and it's got like a lot of good sort of like feel to it, and and the lyrics aren't that insulting. But, I, 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 but again, I think when, when, when you go back and you reflect on like what you would have, your, your typical experience of this would have been like, would have been like, let rock, you give love a bad name, living on a prayer, and then like fast forward to Wanted Dead or Alive, and then it's just like, dude, put something else in. That's it. That's all you get from the Bon Jovi tonight. Back to, you know, 86, when we talking about, like, put, put malice back in, God damn it. <laughs> but uh, this 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 song does sound a lot like the songs that you end up hearing on uh, on New Jersey, where they're just they're just kind of innocuous hard rock tune. Um, good. I don't know. It's, it is filler though. Yeah.
1: I, it's I don't know. I've got nothing on this one. It's fine.
3: It's not, I mean, it's not bad. I've said it about other other tracks on other records. I think anybody would be happy with this song as their hit. You know, for Bon Jovi, it's filler. It's not a bad tune. Yeah. It's a good, you know, they could sell it as a background
0: track in a bar in a movie. Sure, yeah. It's, you know, so during like gorgeous. a little chase scene or something. Yeah. You know, they got you the know, little Nick bit Nolte in there. walks like... into, a, into a bar, goes to the double starts talking to Ellen Barkin. So full of high-grade octane, she could run the bullet train on 38 double Ds. Now you know for sure. See, that's ideal. You know sure. Nick Kelly, Ellen Barkin. You can me you, you can sure, yeah, that drink for you, take the items <laughs> to Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and somehow there's like a talking dog with them. I don't know. <laughs> He's my, my partner. But it, it it does seem like a like a it's like a real sort of like hard like like they've taken like a real swing at like can we do like a sleaze rock song and yeah just, you you can't do it with like those horn those horn beats that are just jumping out it it just seems like something like that you would like hear on the Beverly Hills soundtrack or Beverly Hills Cop Two
3: soundtrack yeah no it's exactly right it kind of feels like you know like every kind everybody feels like they need to make one kind of song or another kind of song they're like oh I kind of feel like we need to do a blues song from our roots
0: yeah let's do you know, that
3: Motley Crue did it you know they're like let's do this we used to play this in a bar band. Uh, yeah let's let
0: the damn song no let's don't write a song let's just do the songs that we did before that's how that, uh, that that goddamn Smoke in the Boys Room gets on Theater of Pain it's like that was a song that Vince did in his uh, cover band but uh so so we go from there to i don't know probably the, the greatest bon jovi song Wanted the dead or alive and, and maybe one, one of the, them what 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 are the best songs of the 80s hands down
3: this is third
0: third single of the album yeah probably this... one
3: of my least favorite songs to hear in a public place
0: because you need to be like alone like like a cowboy I'm <laughs> gonna be quiet <laughs> Telling the day by the bottle that you drank, and
3: I don't know. It's, it's sometimes you when you're alone,
0: all you could do is think.
3: This song is one of the examples that I give when people sing along to a song and they throw in the improv parts at the wrong spots, right? So, well, like, first <laughs> chorus comes around, they're like, What? Is-
0: Like, dude, no, 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 it's like, no, that you gotta like save that for later when it starts to get expansive. Build up, dude. Richie has
1: great background vocals on this, especially live. Live, he sings half the song,
0: yeah. And it's great if you go back and you watch the video for uh the 1989 uh MTV Music Awards where they sit down and do it acoustic with none of the rest of the band at all. I created a lot of
3: that to share
0: um okay well that's another thing to credit share for <laughs> you know uh but uh we we talked uh, a little bit about uh the, the the sort of micro genre of the cowboy song when we looked at uh, rats out of the cellar and their song wanted man and here is uh, yet yet another instance of that uh Bon Jovi, of dudes. course, would go on to uh, write the theme song for *Young Guns 2, which is a western with all the. When sort everybody of started buying kids. cowboy hats and stuff. Oh yeah, no, it it it, it was like total. It, it became totally a thing. It was it was. We already had like the, the like the surge in bandanas from '84. And then you got then you got the the slip on cowboy boots too. <laughs> And you, and you you watch bon jovi in the 89 video and he's wearing like some sort of like medicine vest or something so oh yeah like straight up cultural appropriation yeah like, wow okay like bone punch. armor but he, he, he looked super <laughs> cool it wasn't it didn't seem like he was like they, was they were gonna call
1: the album one the dead or alive i don't know yeah. why they changed it but
0: yeah well i think well, I've I, I read a little bit about that too, and some of the stuff I sent you, like that the they had it all set up, that they're like a gang, and that they were going to be like, <laughs> you know, that there's a wanted poster, and they're what? But it's like, yeah. Right. Are they, are they, are they. And Alec John Such sat everybody down. He was like, look, are we wanted
3: dead or alive, <laughs> or are we slippery when wet?
1: Yeah. yeah. And they were like, you've got one more album. <laughs> it's going to be this or the next one. The next one. Like so you say, I'm God, but my soul pack says otherwise. But no, I a posted lip. a video on the Instagram today that has some pretty prime Alex John Such uh, posturing. Cool.
0: Please Read my bottom lip. Cool. <laughs> not cool. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But uh, a yeah, haircut nice. just for this tour. Everything about this song is just excellently composed. The way it comes back and it kind of leads out with this sort of like swagger. It, it's, it's, it's and it, and it, and it, it plays itself from like a ballad into like an arena rocker, you know, up to the point where it's like, I've seen a thousand faces and I've rocked them all. And you, everybody in the crowd, the lights go on. They're like, these are, these are one of the faces that you rocked. My face, right here. Um, it's again. It it it, it can kind of seem cheesy. It can kind of seem like you know beyond uh, redemption through nostalgia, but it's 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 damn good.
3: They they click all. You know they hit all the boxes right. Like the backing vocals are like appropriate. Their notes are. You know it's like they do everything right in this song, and I can't like you can't slam them to the song. You know, I mean, you notice we're talking about what we're talking about hair movies, and yeah.
0: uh, and and fashion. The songs are good; like nobody's gonna doubt that, you know. It just oh. and, and, and and incredibly influential too. Like the the whole idea of like what they would do with what, what other bands would do with what with their ballads, what bands would do in terms of like uh, their their sort of like unplugged uh, presentation. Um, well, and. and, you know? and
1: and Bon Jovi starts to open the door for a female audience into hard rock. I'll tell it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just
3: absolutely. like the Republican Party, it is white women keeping this band alive.
1: Well, <laughs> I, but it's also it's also white women that, you know, maybe due to Bon Jovi, created a whole subgenre that then allowed bands like Cinderella, like like uh, I, I mean whomever. The poison and poison for Cinderella, Ruff, yeah, uh God, of, God. of songs that aren't particularly deep that are decently played and well-produced they usually have a, a pretty boy for a cover you know, for a, for a, a singer, singer. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and they laughed all the way to the bank yeah. but also some good music came out of that
0: and and, and here we are we flipped over to side two uh, which opens with uh, Raise Your Hands, which has like a blazing sort of like guitar riff that goes with it, it's one of the most driving sort of do I dare say metal sounding songs? And Richie has up. nothing
1: to be ashamed about on this album. I think I think the playing is really good. Yeah, this is a,
3: they create a very good kind of palette for him to play with. He does everything you can do with what he has, um, and you know I say he wouldn't fit outside of his band. It's, it's not really a, a, a criticism as much as a truth. I mean, he fits in his band perfectly. Yeah, Um, and that's to everybody's credit. You know, it's it's anybody would love for that
2: opportunity.
3: I always wonder when a song like this, like "Raise Your Hands," comes along, if they just wrote the tune or if they sat down and like, we need a song that's going to get people to do stuff at the concert.
1: Yeah, like "Let It Rock." Like
3: "Let It Rock." (laughs) When I was in a cover band, we (laughs) we saw them too. We, I was in a cover band. We're like, look, we get paid when people drink. Like, let's come up with the songs that are gonna get people to buy drinks, you know? And we would try yeah. out a couple of them. You're like, okay, we're gonna do this song. And like, George Thorogood
1: hasn't worked a day since 1986. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, it, it, I can't it, buy it, it, a drink in Pennsylvania. It kind of it, 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 it kind of it fits with like this the whole sort of like the party atmosphere of the album it, 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 again these are definitely songs that are designed for big crowds um, you know it, it's talking it, it name checks all of the cities New York Chicago New Jersey Tokyo New Jersey. Vancouver Vancouver they, they name check New Jersey the, the entire state but uh uh, again, it, it has that whole sort of like dancing you know, in the streets nasty. kind of, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and, and the whole idea that it's like, what are, the, what are the fans supposed to do? It's like, raise your hands and the lights will just kind of like switch from the band to the audience. It's interactive. It's it scripts itself. You could, you could see why, you know, Polygram and, and Doc McGee, as this was coming together, they're thinking like, yeah. Yeah, this is going to like this. We're gonna be bet, able to print money with this shit.
3: I bet they use the really good smell on smoke machines, too.
0: Yeah, with like uh, blueberry mist or uh, <laughs> the, the one that smells like tricks breakfast cereal. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: That smell hasn't changed, by the
0: way. We still use that shit in music <laughs> videos and <laughs> commercials. It
1: smells exactly the same. Is that in your lighter?
0: I wish.
3: Yeah. I think this stuff smells like.
0: I want it to smell like peanut butter, Captain Crunch. <laughs> I guess that good stuff. You're like, we're getting ready to shoot. I'm hungry. But and again, like this this is this, this is about
3: three minutes too long. Oh, I, that's what I was kind of
0: like. It, it goes down the road quite a ways. It just kind of
3: hit me that we were still talking to this song. Yeah. I'm like, wow.
0: We should point out that that Richie and John are, are like credited with words and music on all these songs throughout the album. Yeah. Uh, except for like Alex the John three... Such? Or... No, no, yeah. Alex John Such. No, okay, no cool. David Bryant. Tico Torres. Tico Torres and like uh, Alex John Such were actually nine years older than than John Bon Jovi. So he no, was they only looked John... about
3: five or six years ja- older.
0: John Bon Jovi was born in 63. So these guys were born in help me with some math there
3: I don't do math in public
0: mm-hmm. so these were like these were some old-timers who showed up with John who who was the only guy who was signed to a record Dude, contract everybody else was like his employee and here now, comes a song called without love John tell me about this song uh, yeah I wish I could uh, um, before the episode started uh,
1: we know David hates Bon Jovi so he was not part of this reminiscing but mike and i were talking about this song and neither one of us could place it we've heard slippery when wet couldn't tell you how many times i, I mean hundreds yeah i i don't know the words to this song i don't know the chorus like it's like they snuck this song
0: in I I thought maybe I was listening to like a like one of those deluxe editions where like hey this is the song that wouldn't fit on the cassette and I'm like nope this is the LP I'm looking at and it's yeah it's totally here but this this is like I don't know this is like really soggy uh, pop rock kind of like like it's like John this would be like a like a B side on a John Waite single or something it's just kind of it's, it's just there. It, those backup vocals suck. It's, it's again, it's not. It's a Bon Jovi it's song. The low bars. but out. it's yeah. not a good song. This is a, this is a good, good album, good song to go take a peek. Yeah, if you guys this, want a beer? I'm hitting the bathrooms. Yeah, it's like I'll be back
3: in. Like you got three minutes and thirty seconds, buddy. So. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean Doc <laughs> probably heard this on the first play and was like, look, we've got four or five decent singles on this. This is fine.
0: Oh, and and, and, I, and it is it,
1: bad. The album you got it. without it, we're only at like thirty-nine minutes. Just throw it on. There. And
0: it, Desmond Child is actually credited on this song too. Surprising. Uh, what band? What band could make this song a hit? Um, art Foreigner. Yeah, art, maybe yeah art. I like the idea of Art, but it would have yeah. to be. It has to be like. You'd have to, like, cut the edge of, on it a little bit more. You'd have to, like, lean it forward a little bit more. Well,
3: they got they got better aggressive
0: guitar players, and I think the two singer... Maybe things. Night Ranger? Yeah. Night Ranger, but this, yeah, it's it just it, it's just in the key of, like, lame. It's I, just, honestly, when it started, I thought this was I'd Die For You. Yeah. It's I like, like not, I'd Die For You.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it yeah. just sounds like they tried to write another
0: I Would Die For You. Yeah, Maybe it's 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 a real like a real soft and soggy and the fact that they're back pop to rock back ballad, is, it is weird Dude, it gets to the point bad. where like like i was telling john too we were like trying to figure out how this song slipped onto the album it was like oh and then and then so then and then so we're, we're gonna we're gonna go through this sort of uh threesome here where we go from um, without love I Die for You to Never Say Goodbye. You have basically like three soft rock uh, quasi ballads all in a row. Um, And it's because I Die for You is not really a ballad.
3: Um, The second side of this record is is really like the last
1: four hours of
3: your night at a bar in New Jersey. Wait a second. Is this the.
2: Oh,
0: you're I'm, like, thi- oh, no, I'm you, sorry,
1: John. You're right. Yeah. I, here we are with I I'd Die for You. I like I Die for You. In fact, I thought that I Die for You was one of the later singles. It's not. They play it live. Yeah, you yeah. It starts quite with the keyboard
0: part from Runaway. Ne- Never Say Goodbye and, uh, was, the, was, was the late single. Never Say Goodbye, I was reading,
1: wasn't an official single. Radio started playing it because I guess. You know, after the album had been out for a year and was sort of still going, uh, once "Wanted Dead or Alive" had run its course, they started playing "Never Say Goodbye" and it charted without an official single release. Okay. There's no video for it. It's it's just there. But yeah, they they
0: still had a lot of people demanded more gas in the tank. This again, this song is like definitely driven by the keyboards, which is always worrisome. But it, it's a great rock. I like though. this one. Yeah, the whole lyric there, like in a world that you don't know Romeo and Juliet, boy meets girl, the promises we can't forget. It's like, all right, it's and it builds. It's a it's catchy chorus. You can rock out to it. I, yeah, this is this is not this is not a song that you would typically skip over. I would have made this single. I with, feel, with, feel without like I, Love, I you thought, you
3: thought this was a different song
0: yeah what but the it's, heck song it's, did i think this was you thought it was the next song the next song is uh a little bit more sort of like melancholic ballad dumb, don't bye. they have
3: another song that includes the phrase i'd die for
0: you um it would be this one <laughs> i don't know um it, it's quite likely were you, are you thinking, I'll be there for you? I'll be there for you. That's, That's what I thought this journey. was.
1: Yeah,
3: I've never heard this okay. song before. I am like, where's the part? That, where's that next part? Yeah. The damn dancing cats.
0: So, so in, in one case, I'll die for you. In another case, I'd just be like, I'll be there for you. <laughs> like, well, I'm telling yeah. you, dude, you,
3: you go to the bar, raise your hands. Everybody's happy, without love. Hey, baby, you know, I die for you. Never say goodbye. Next thing you know, see you later, honey. Wild the street.
0: There you go. That's
3: the trend.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't think this is playing in trend. This is, uh, this is you the know. Closed,
3: uh, uh, in parents' basements across the,
0: the, the pines. <laughs> it's after uh, it, It's definitely, it, you know, it, it helped put, like, Bon Jovi and the sort of, like, New Jersey scene on the map for, for for better or worse. I always thought it was Glenn Danzig. Well you know it also brought along yeah. uh, Dave Snake Sabo and his band uh, Skid Row whose other album which is the feature of our other listening party he, he used to be the original guitarist before uh, Richie Sampora. What? Snake? Snake was <laughs> in Bon
2: are you kidding me? He, no, did he make a record?
0: I don't oh. think so. No, 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 not at all. Just played in the cover band. There might be demos and stuff. Yeah, you know, back when they were called, I don't know, Johnny and the Bon, Jovi. bon or something. Yeah.
3: Sabo <laughs> should start a cover band called John Boby. and just like tour New Jersey. Make a
0: hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> One crisp under dollar beer. It's more uh, than he's making playing at Skid Row. And, well, nobody's Maybe making now. anything these these days. But uh, you, you you definitely get a sense uh, of what we were talking about before, like the sense that this band and their music would appeal to uh, to a broader demographic of female listeners because they, they, the songs definitely are geared for like more romantic narratives yeah uh, because you, it, it's hard to imagine like guys in like their battle vests like singing along to these songs and kind of going wait a second am i the guy who's dying for wait what's I'm, going on here i don't think about guys that well just i'm just saying if they're going to these metal shows like nah, i'm not gonna see bon jovi because he's gonna make my girlfriend all jealous and here we come to never say goodbye yeah it's a song for the prom it actually name checks the prom yeah remember remember how at the prom that night we right. a, had some fun so, and it's very long it's, it's it's a it's a weird song I, I maybe i didn't notice it before because i thought it was like all sort of like uh, sort of like lovey-dovey reminiscence but uh, it, it begins with as i sit in the smoky room the night about to end i pass my time with strangers but this bottle's my only friend. And everything he goes on to, like, quote-unquote remember is, like, very much in the past. Right. And, and by, the, by the time the song ends, he is, the, the narrator is technically, like, still at this bar, like, r- reminiscing about better times. Right. Uh, they should have called the song Johnny. <laughs> there you go. Or uh, Drink Alone. I drink alone <laughs> with nobody else. And I remember <laughs> I reflect upon the prom and uh, you yeah. and you and me and my old friend They should have and, called the song "Trespassing." <laughs> that would be sweet too. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it it definitely has a sort of like a, it's, it's kind of a sentimentality to it. Where it's, I mean, it's it's, like, it's the
1: true ballad on on the record, mm-hmm. which is interesting because. Out of, out of three singles and sort of a, a, a fourth single that was created outside the album, none of them were ballads.
0: Yeah. This, this
1: is a little different, you know, for the time, I guess. I, maybe ballads weren't a thing yet. You know, Actually, no, be There For You was big off of New Jersey.
0: Yeah, but no, but, but ballads were like maybe that sort of like one song on an album of rockers, whereas but it wasn't it wasn't a
1: requirement yet for for this type of band. whereas like you know we talked about before with hair metal that it became like you're not putting that album out but if there's not at least one maybe two
0: yeah that it, it, like it. like like 84 85 6 i think you you see like with uh, with Dawkins, tooth and nail and like the impact that uh, alone again had on that record sent a signal to everybody else like you got to have like one of these on here because the chicks dig it yeah uh, but the, the fact that then Dawkins would like double load on like later albums and this this record gets a really kind of kind of squishy because it just it, it definitely wants to kind of like hey we could do ballads we're soft let me tell you, every
3: fourteen-year-old boy in the world is not buying this record, but they are hoping that their girlfriend is, because they just want to play grab ass and listen to like a crappy tune all
2: night.
0: Yeah, but it's. Um, I-, I guess it depends like where you where you're coming from. If you're if-, if you're coming from it like, oh, I also in 1986 got like Master of Puppets. Am I gonna get this record? No. Like, like, you want your girlfriend to like this record? Like, when it like, comes on at the middle school dinner dance, dude, you're going Town. downtown. What? I'm saving wow. that for Wild in the Street. But, but, but John and I will will attest. What what part of the year did this come out? Uh, slippery. Yeah. I don't know.
3: Um, your Where's your Wikipedia skills now?
1: We have have a... August of 1986. Okay,
0: so... So Master Puppets... We had Master Puppets at the point that we somehow got like really... Ah, we gotta get to... I remember getting this at California Music. Like like the day... Two two days within it it came when it came out. So, uh, So you could go from Master Puppets to this. And that's... That, again, that's that's kind of like what m did, and you would not even know what "Without Love" is on um, this particular <laughs> album. We come to uh, the album closer, which is uh, "Wild in the Streets." This this was released as a single, June of '87. Never say goodbye. Yeah, June of '87. Okay, so that's that's so that's going on like uh, almost a year. Less, less than a year So they were they were like Throwing out the singles So that's like the between singles. Wanted
3: Dead or Alive And Edge of a Broken Heart
0: Edge of a Broken Heart
1: Edge of a Broken Heart, a broken heart Was a song that was written For Slippery and Not it, It's on that Fat Boys movie It's on the soundtrack For uh, Disorderly I love that uh, okay. I love okay. that movie yeah.
3: yeah Such a good movie Fat Boys for Life
0: if you listen to this song and you oh. and, and, and you never heard any Bon Jovi before or you didn't know anything about, like, anything about them, you think, like, sort of like a middle-of-the-road sort of, like, Jersey bar band. It's just like, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band, you know? It's just kind of like Eddie and the Cruisers. It's just kind of like... Man, I like it's it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but you wouldn't think that it was like you wouldn't confuse it with heavy metal you wouldn't think it was hair metal you would just think yeah this is a good sort of like rock song
3: there is some asshole somewhere who this was the first bon jovi song they ever heard and they were just
0: like i'm freaking wild in the streets man yeah Bon jovi man and then they heard all the rest of the song they're like "Mm -hmm." those guys are too pretty to be like playing (laughs) the sort of music that i like (laughs) It's uh, exactly kind
1: of wild. I
0: like to get street wild. But w- w- one of the consistent themes throughout this is like it's always about like guys, girls, um, romantic conflicts with their parents, like small small town constraints. It's, it's yeah, working class, working class, very very identifiable. And it's yep. it's it's not grandiose or. Uh, Abstract. It's it's the sort of thing like it, it, when you're a young kid, if you're 15 years old, it's like shit. I could totally relate to this. And whatever wild in the streets is like for you, it's like the pseudo Michael J. Fox Back to the Future guitar solo. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely like a lot of Chuck Chuck Berry oh. sort of like you know ringing it like a bell. Yeah, which I think has to go with like the spirit of the song, but it's just kind of like a 50s kind of hey we're having fun we're not hurting anybody and of course it's gonna you know this this whole little bit in the bridge here is gonna conclude with like because it's my hometown it's sayersville new jersey all right sewersville
3: Oh, Sewersville sewers. David calls it sewers, You know why? You know you what know, Sayersville, New Jersey, is known for? The plant that puts the smell in natural gas.
0: Nice. Like ruff it ruff always ruff. smells like butt in well, sewers. If, 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 if you didn't have that smell, you wouldn't be able to detect it. Yeah, I know. That's why everybody in New Jersey smells like that. So you know. Oh, well, that explains it. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't walk in vain through the kids' parade, because this is my hometown. All right. It's a little sort of uh, hometown pride. Yeah,
1: it's and... like a theme song for an HGTV
0: special. Yeah. It's... Well, he would obviously do that when he was, like, duetting with Sugartown. Bon Jovi's, at least John's sort of genius, is that he's able to, like... Sustain this sort of persona as like an everyman and that he as such a prima yeah, donna Bruce Springsteen that he is. 101 yeah but but it's also a prima donna version of uh of, of, of bruce Springsteen. i never get the impression that bruce is well bruce's persona is its own sort of construction but bon jovi's is one that's at a sort of like vogue or sort of like a hot couture sort of level but that that concludes our listening party of slippery when wet, <laughs> and this is going to go back into the crypt here. Uh, we on our on our little uh, Google Doc there, we had like the images of the album covers that were yeah. potentially used, um, and and of course there's a lot of uh, a lot of controversy, a lot of inconsistency as to why the the gal with the big boobs with the wet T-shirt didn't make the cover. Well,
1: the, I mean, the story, so I guess the original cover, if you haven't seen it, is uh, the album was recorded across the street from a strip club in Vancouver, where Bruce Fairbairn records his records. And apparently the Bon Jovi fellows spent quite a lot of time at this club while they were making the record. And when it came time to do the cover, Mark Weiss, who had shot a bunch of the band photos before, and lots I mean, every band of the time for Circus and Hip Parader uh, was going to shoot the cover of slippery when wet. And they brought over some of the girls from the club with, uh, with some torn up slippery shirts. And, and I guess there was a shower in the strip club that they would do some sort of show in. And that's why they called it slippery when wet. There was a slippery when wet sign in the club. And so they brought over the girls from the club, took these photos. The original cover was going to be one of the girls, uh, and, uh, you know, framed by a pink border and the label said, yet uh, yeah. I, I, the story I've heard is that they were worried that it was too sexy and that the album wouldn't wouldn't be able to be carried in certain retailers, you know, that that right. certain certain parts of the south and certain parts of more conservative uh, retailers, would shun uh, sort of a gratuitous album cover at the time. And uh, yeah. upon learning that. John Bon Jovi was pissed and uh, went to Mark Weiss's studio and they they got a garbage bag and just sprayed water in the garbage bag and John wrote slippery when wet with his finger and he said fine send that to the uh, send that to the label and didn't even see how it turned out like Mark took the photos and John left and it sold 28 million copies
0: and it, and it, kind, it kind of works It's um... fine I, you know, I, they <laughs> aren't
1: exactly a band that's known for for incredible album covers.
0: Yeah, they're usually
1: just, they're just like band photos, or you know, or, or just or, words,
0: or or just John. Actually, the first the first two, well, especially now. I mean, John. they have an
1: album coming out this year. John's the only one on the cover.
0: Well, that's you know, that's all that matters, though. Is, is what you, it is. It, they're named after him. I um, can't believe I. I I just can't believe how short the record is. I mean, they
3: got... It goes by fast. They got four singles on it, right? Like, definitely three, like, decent ones, right? Yeah. They're more than decent, you know. Well, I mean, I'm, like, I'm not into Bon Jovi at all. That's um, a given, yeah. But, you know, you got... I uh, What do you got? Uh, But that's love. A bad name. Living on a prayer. Wanted dead or alive. So I, me, not being a Bon Jovi fan, I'm telling you, those are solid three good songs. Yeah, but but if you're a Bon Jovi fan, this is a freaking short record.
0: But you, you, you have to do the math though. It's like ten songs. They're each going to be at least three minutes long. Some will be a little bit longer and some will be a little bit longer than they need to be. So they're all going to, it's going to like total somewhere between like 35 and 40 minutes max. Yeah. They were aiming for radio
1: too. At the time, this yeah. isn't a band that's going to be putting out seven or eight minute yeah. long songs. Yeah. It, they, they just weren't that type of band ever.
0: Yeah, they're um, not going to put out like some fucking Rhyme of the Ancient mariner shit or anything. I mean, New Jersey's a longer record, but it's Ooh. only longer because
1: it has two more songs. Of they're the all ancient... about timed the same way. Rhyme
0: but... of the Jersey Devil. Yeah, you could totally do uh, that. What the Jersey? They have they, they have a near ten
1: minute song on "Keep the Faith."
0: Oh, it's not good. God.
1: Ooh,
0: ooh. Think
3: I don't think any, don't think any song is
1: dry is, county.
3: You know, it's, okay. it's like I tell my students: if you got to write a paper longer than I want, there ain't no way it's going to be
2: any good.
0: Yeah, you no, know, and it, it, it never is. It's, 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 it, and, and again, that's in truth. There's a sort of challenge: like if you're going to do it, do it within three minutes you know, it, it's like I said there about like the, we, we talked about listening to like uh, kisses, lick it up kiss reference. Ooh, uh, you know mouthful. that like all I need, all I need out of kisses, lick it up is like 15, 20 seconds. That's it. You know, why eat the entire gallon of vanilla ice cream? Just, just, a, couple, just a couple of bites. We'll do. Oh, wow. but, uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. Like you're left.
3: You know, from a whatever standpoint, marketing standpoint or whatever. You're better off leaving people wanting than not. Yeah, You know, this isn't as bad, let's say, as... What, what record were we talking about? Skid Row? No, the last... What was the last record? It was oh, Out I of the mean, Cellar. Out of the Cellar. Would have been a better record with one less song, I thought. This yeah, record, it- I think, would have been better with one more hit.
0: Well, of course it would have been, and and maybe it does. I know if, that if you sounds
3: could... stupid. As it's coming out of my mouth, it sounds moronic. Yeah,
1: and you're like, fuck, it only sold 28 it million copies. But only... if they would have had one more hit.
3: But I, but you would have gotten, I think, I but think th- you would have gotten the, not necessarily me, because I hate everything, but like the next guy would have bought the record and it would have sold double or something, maybe not.
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 a big difference I think when you when you when you listen to the hits on the first side and John and I were talking about this before we hit record, you know, and and, and again it, it get you you kind of get a, a sort of like explanation as to like why you might have worn out the first side and and not even recalled any <laughs> of the songs on the second side. Dude,
3: your yeah, um, reverse was working overtime.
0: Yeah, you had one I, of those crappy
3: machines in your car that only fast forwarded. Who?
0: yeah then that's (laughs) but that's 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 how it would go the eject
3: button was the fast forward and that's it i had one of those
0: damn but it's uh nevertheless a a great album and 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 again for the world an introduction to like a a a great band a great touring band um they're, they're they're sort of their energy and enthusiasm would continue to to like spark a lot of influence on MTV and all the other imitators and wannabes that would come after them would always be like in the shadow of Bon Jovi. Um, so, like I said at the outset, like love them or hate them, they're like they were the ones who were were bringing like big money into the record sales, into the videos, into the the arenas, into the whole. Whatever you call it, if it's if it's hard rock, if it's heavy metal, they toured with other bands like Cinderella or Skid Row. That we likewise might call metal, but uh, it was a Bon Jovi world in 1986, and you know, same year as as, as uh, you know, Master Puppets dropped. As we said, it's like this this is where maybe the 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 thin edge of the wedge where you you can't stay in both camps. Uh, well, you could, but nah, uh, we did. Yeah, you could. Um, but you, you wouldn't get deep, you, you know, you wouldn't get deeper into any one area than another. So you, think of all, all the forgotten metal we didn't like, job rack to get, you know. It's, you know, so you just, we are in a small podunk town. We were lucky that we, you know, had electricity, I guess. <laughs> all right. You know, that we didn't have to walk to
1: school and shit. But, well, uh, that there is slippery when
0: wet good stuff good stuff is good it, stuff and if you and if you listen to this uh, podcast and you're thinking like hey assholes what about this record can you like talk shit about it we totally will just you know send us a response on uh, instagram that it's more just, than than just how about hey. a good one next time yeah how well, about
1: a good one next time what would you is, like david we've put you through enough we have uh, we've put you through a lot of hair metal in our first few. Uh, yeah, make us make these, us squirm a little are, bit. These have
3: all been like uh, records. Uh, like
1: I've never heard some of
3: these records.
1: Like this one. But you walked away. You walked away from Pyromania, saying, "Fuck, that's better than I remember." It's be- I,
3: now I, I admittedly though I listened to Pyromania when I first yeah, got it. But, but Skid Row as well. Skid Row, we I mean, never. Heard.
1: Better. But that album's good.
3: Yeah, pretty, no, I wouldn't buy it. But I mean, it's, I, I will admit, it's better <laughs> than, than I thought. Um, Rat, way worse. I mean, I never yeah, liked the I, record. I'm still recovering to, from that. One. I listened to like I, one uh, song. I listened to Round and Round the other day. I love that song. Uh, I, but I just I, can't I, get again, it, I, it. Again,
0: I, I but, but see, that's the thing. If I love that record because that was like one of my first albums, it's a time capsule. And I listened to it over yeah, and hear, over again. And, right. and by the time Bon Jovi came out, it's like, hey, some Bon Jovi's like, it's time for Master of Puppets bitches shut that stuff off. <laughs> you know, or malice. Well, David we'll will to, work up our next, our we'll next ha- Yeah, We'll party. have to maybe, we'll maybe, have
3: to um, get some get some crowd we'll participation, you. but maybe, I would maybe, love maybe, to get maybe, some heavier interaction. Yeah. Well,
0: sure. maybe 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 you want we want to do uh, some
3: Celtic Frost. I'd love it. I just was watching a live concert from Wacken the other day while I was on the elliptical. I don't think I it's called Wacken. Whatever it's called. What's it called?
0: Well, I think Valken. it's German, so there's like Wacken. not called Wacken. Yeah. Wacken? Like, no, not whacking. Wacken.
3: Wacken. <laughs> Wacken. Y'all Wacken. are listening, so you can't see me smiling and nodding.
0: Yeah, no, we totally get <laughs> it. <though>. Wacken. <laughs>
3: no mosh pitch at that concert. Like a gazillion people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, because it's all squashy ground. I don't know. Who mm-hmm. knows? Oh, They're all wearing wooden shoes and shit. I don't know. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Sorry
3: for the six listeners.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: You walking. Know, yeah. Anyhow. Um, all right. And, Take uh, us back into port. One of you. Somebody.
0: Thank you, one and all, for tuning in to middle-aged Middle Age Metalheads and our listening party here for Bon Jovi's Slippery One Wet. Um, when you hear us next, you will be listening to maybe another listening party or maybe our upcoming top 50 metal albums of all time. Oh man. So we got a couple couple things a uh, couple good things up in uh uh up on the top shelf. So we'll be coming at you live real soon. Thanks. And check us out on Instagram, the Facebook and also the Twitter. Good night and you know, be wild in the streets.
1: To say what what makes a hit record um it would be too hard, a question to ask. I mean, a hit is something that people like to sing with. It's a song that people like to uh, tap their foot to and they can remember the lyrics. It's something that hits a little closer to home and uh, fortunately maybe things like You Give Love a Bad Name, which was our first single on this album, did that. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough that in America it is the number one single right now. So, um, why? I don't know. (laughs) You know, am I happy? Yes. I don't know why, but it's there and I'm not going to
2: ask again. (laughs)